Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. This is a podcast from Metro.co.uk. <laughs> you get more and more excited every time you say that. It's, it's You're going to have a little ulcer burst. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like, Miranda, when you have a poorly pussy. Oh, God. Yes. No one, and, but, but I'll stroke it better. <laughs> oh, creepy. Oh. My name is BB Creepy Lynch. Hi, Miranda. Drop me out, Kane. (laughs) Who are we talking to today? We are going to be talking to a new service. Um, Well, it's a new service with an old brand. And they're going to be talking about, well, just just that, really. Your poorly pussy. (laughs) Hi, my name is Farah. I'm here with Sarah. We're the co-founders of Hank's sexual wellness brand designed with women in mind. Welcome, ladies, to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's the Hanks co-founders, Farah Kabir and Sarah Welsh. Have I said your right? Yes. <laughs> hi. Thanks for having us. Yay. Hello. Um, and you're here to talk about Hanks Fit. Now, I just want to explain, because I've been following Tom Hanks all my life. So when I saw the word Hanks with an X come into my email box, I got really excited because I thought it was Tom <laughs> Hanks finally asking me to marry him, which is well yeah. overdue. I was like, yeah. you know, you've had your time, Tom. <laughs> but uh, it's not. You are a leading UK femtech company, uh, revolutionising new services um, about lack of knowledge, about about vagina health. Is that right? Have I got? You're going to be better at explaining it than me, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm firstly sorry to disappoint you, Miranda, <laughs> that we weren't Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt like that's why I got a bit nervous. That's why I just stopped myself because I was like, I've just fucked this. I fucked the start, haven't I? <laughs> Brilliant. Great. Well done, me. <laughs> no. No, um, yeah, no, so we are, we're, um, we're kind of championing positive sexual health um, and female health, vaginal health, things that are a little bit taboo. We want to really kind of, uh, you know, break down the barriers to access and, and promote positive, you know, sexuality and sexual well-being. So we started off with condoms and lubricant, which are vegan certified, kind to the body, kind to the planet, but also um, the kind of like certified, uh, vegan certified, sustainable uh, and fit in with your kind of beauty items and handbag and you know they're not they don't feel nasty or um kind of not full of nasty chemicals um so that was our kind of initial products and we've now just launched a, a platform on our site called hanks fix which is all around vaginal health and treatments for things like thrush and cystitis and bacterial vaginosis which are common vaginal issues but people don't talk about them enough don't have enough education on them and that access is is you know slightly uh, stigmatized so it's just a convenient way to to treat these things there's so many things surrounding a vagina that can be quite difficult like i only recently found out about bacterial vaginosis like literally only within the last few years because originally like other than that you're just told well it's either thrush or cystitis and actually there's a wide range of things so to have something that is just a quick um questionnaire what then happens can someone get treatment from it from you guys or do you recommend where they can go for treatment 
Yeah, so they can actually, so they can come on to hanks.co.uk and we have an online questionnaire where we would ask the general questions that a pharmacist would ask uh, someone who who thinks that they have one of these symptoms. um, And the output of that is it's then approved by a pharmacist uh, who goes through that questionnaire to check that you have the right treatment. They then approve it and then it's dispensed and delivered discreetly to your door. I love the idea of this. that It goes to the door. So it kind of takes away the um, if people have embarrassment of going to a pharmacist like in front of a queue and saying, oh, you know, there's this, there's this, you know, what what do I need? And, And to be treated in that way and to be given whatever they need to help them in that way. But doesn't making the products look like non-medical products and something coming to the door take away the need to actually remove the stigma from source? Yes, I mean, one of the reasons why we launched a service was consumer-driven. So we speak to our community, we're actively engaged with them, and we ask them what do they want next in terms of product offering. That's one of the reasons why we launched our lubricant as well. And I think particularly in a post-COVID environment, convenience is key. Um, So it's not just about removing any stigma or embarrassment. It's about what can I get access to as quickly as possible to help remedy what is going on. Um, So we feel that this, this is you know, a really great service that, like we said, is delivered to your door quite conveniently, but is still medical grade, you know, gynae approved products that offer a solution. Yeah. Mm. And I think we're not, you know, we're not taking away from the fact that these are, you know, um, pharmaceutical products like Barra saying, but it, it's it's about saying, do you know what? I don't want to think of my uh, sexual wellness, my intimate wellness, or, you know, vaginal health as a, like a really negative thing I want to think of it as something that I can um talk about as my general well-being you know it's part of my general and overall well-being so why shouldn't it go with the other things I associate with well-being um and why shouldn't Mm. I feel positive about caring for it whereas at the moment the kind of connotations with the products on the market we found from our consumers was quite negative and we kind of want to to flip that around and and you know putting nice bags and making them into um things that you actually want to to carry around and, and buy so and yeah and I think on that point as well one of the things I don't know whether you ladies can relate to this but when you get medication the jargon is baffling yeah <laughs> you get these instructions with tiny writing and you just want to know what to do ASAP yeah. and with these products we still have those leaflets but what we have is also a simplified version in non-jargon speak making it really easy for you to understand what to do in the most convenient way so making it quite accessible um, so we really have thought about the, the whole customer journey with this um, and you ease of ease of use as well because you did a survey and found that 52 percent of people do not like having to use intimate health products do you think that's why because it is so clinical and oh, what's the word just like complicated and dry and oh, it's so dry Definitely. nasty yeah i know i was trying no. not to i was trying to think of different words. <laughs> no Sorry. absolutely and it's also people feel a bit embarrassed about it because unfortunately mm. like especially women a lot of the time do feel embarrassed about their intimate health and vaginal health and that brings with it lots of negative things you know if we don't know our bodies we don't know when things are going to be wrong you know if there's something wrong with it we don't know when to seek help and all that kind of stuff so it can be you know embarrassing but also it can lead to sinister things like not picking up cancers for example if we don't know what's wrong with our bodies um so I think there's that that kind of people don't know enough and like Barra said that's why we want to educate in a in an accessible way because 
um, a lot of people don't have this kind of education. Um, you know, it's not something we taught at school, right? About vaginal health, yeah. really. So I think that's one of the reasons. Um, and I mean, it's not particularly glamorous, is it? Like talking about thrush or using a thrush treatment or picking up thrush products. Like I was going to say, I think we get a real rough deal in the names that get called stuff like thrush, <laughs> bacterial, <laughs> vaginose. Doesn't it sound horrible? If it was called like, something like frumpy lumpers, then I'd be like, oh, I've got a case of the frumpy lumpers. And you'd be all so over true. it. So but thrush. <laughs> oh. Do you find that um, there's a generational difference in approach to sexual health and um, vaginal health? Because I I love Twitter, right? And one of the things I love about it, it's such a a um, contradiction because it gives a platform for people to be who they want to be and say what they want to do. And then also it gives a platform for little shits to come in and and kind of be bastards to everyone. (laughs) But that kind of, it takes away shame, I feel like, or it takes away just, just angst about being open about certain things so I'd imagine that the younger generation would be less worried about talking about this stuff but I bet I'm wrong no I think you're definitely like I agree with everything you're saying as well and I think traditionally like older generations probably would not talk about all of this stuff and go straight to the doctor and just listen to what the doctor has said and not maybe research it themselves or they wouldn't have another platform to go to it would just be like right they told me to take this I'll take it I'm not really going to question it as much I will talk about it. Whereas, yeah. yeah, I think the new, like the younger generations are talking about things more, they're researching, they want to know what goes on and in their bodies a lot more than just, you know, seeking professional advice straight away. They might research themselves or like you say, go to Twitter or talk about products or services or people or brands, or whatever, through these open platforms, which is yeah. a lot of the time good. Um, <laughs> but some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're not giving our consumers enough credit as well in the same age. They, they're, you know, they're not blown over by just nice packaging or premium branding. It, they're all about transparency, like mm. Sarah said. They want to know what, what goes in and on their bodies, the ingredients are involved, supply chain, sustainability, all those elements. So I, I would agree. I think you're right with the younger generation. They, they're inquisitive and they, they won't just take so where they want to know more. And um, we'll do the research. What's your mm. background, both of you? Uh, so my background's actually in investment banking. So I'm a number cruncher. Or <laughs> um, <laughs> an accountant. Very evil to have them there as a cruncher. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a gynecology doctor. So yeah, used to talking about vaginas all day, every day. And here we are. Um, <laughs> between you. Is it different? Do you think there's different attitudes in the UK than in other countries about sexual health? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think um, definitely in you know in India, in Bangladesh, in Pakistan, and those sorts of places, it's still very taboo. Mm-hmm. I think we're making strides, but there's there's not enough there. And I think uh, there's a lot more we can do. But ultimately, we need men as allies. Uh, to also support these conversations uh, of sex and relationships and gender, et cetera. Mm. Um, and I think it's a much more delicate topic out there because of culture and religion. Um, I think in the UK, we're definitely making making moves and we're, we're a lot more open, but in the non-Western countries, yeah, yeah I imagine it's very different. And I think even mm. in, even in um, within kind of Europe and you know like Scandinavian countries for example they start sex they have such a different attitude to like sex education in schools 
um, they start younger, they take it really seriously. It's much more kind of holistic and they, they spend a lot of time talking about like relationships and consent and pleasure and things that are all part of sex and relationships, but we don't, um, we probably don't focus on as much here. So like the, it's so variable. Do you think it's also the accessibility to medical care? Like, because if you know that you can get um, an anonymous appointment fairly easily, surely that makes it a lot easier to go and find out about BV and thrush and cystitis. Definitely. Definitely. Accessibility is huge. One of the things that I like about Hank's Fix is it just seems really accessible. So when I've gone to the doctor in the past before for vaginal health issues, then it has meant having to go to the doctor or having to go to the sex clinic, um, sorry, the uh, sex um, GUM clinic or something. And it's just been, you know, oh my God, I've got to take an hour out of my day, you know, go down there, sort it all out, go through all these questions that some of them just don't even relate. Like having my weight taken, I'm like, well, surely, you know, thin people's vaginas get itchy as well. Um, But that's a different podcast. That's that's not going to be a popular podcast, Miri. Let's let's not go with that podcast. Fine. I love it. (laughs) But it's like all these, you know, you you spend you spend an hour waiting, you know, because you might not be able to get an appointment. And it just what has changed? What has made it so that I can now just go online and do a questionnaire and get and get treatment sent to me? This is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and exactly like that's exactly it. It's so inconvenient that whole process, and it's a bit archaic and it's taken a long time to really change and you know some kind of sexual health clinics are definitely doing things in a much better way like especially the London ones mm. but like so many are, uh you know far behind and ultimately like we've got the NHS which is amazing but there's lack of funding mm. and and unfortunately you know sexual health does tend to be one that gets cut in terms of funding so um there are limitations but that's where brands like us come in right <laughs> where else can can hanks go what's your i guess the sky's the limit isn't it yeah i mean ultimately when when we thought of hanks sarah and i you know it started with condoms and the more we looked at the market you know there were other inconvenient elements of women and pain points and we as as we build the brand we realized we want to build products all the way from a woman's first time to her first child and beyond that um, so really it's all about encompassing intimate health for women. Um, so really the sky is limited. I, I feel like, you know, the Hanks Fix products are a bit of a game changer. Um, especially like you say, why hasn't it been this accessible to date? And, you know, it has taken some time. It's quite an archaic market, you know, traditional pharmacy route going into stores. And I think mm-hmm. technology certainly helped with that. Um, and I hope all the you know, the hard effort and, and work we've put in to build this Hanks Fix platform will enable us to produce other products um, that sort of go beyond the realm of, of just uh, vaginal health, you know, yeah. um, women of different ages as well. So people still believe that cleaning your vag with soap is going to prevent BV and thrush no. and everything. And I'm like, I, I thought we all knew that you don't, because it all buggers up your pH, PhD. Yes, that's no, why you pH, yeah. up PhD. Yes. <laughs> PhD on BV was fucked up because you got a bit of So I'm not Dr. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Once I get like three coffees in me, it just all turns to shit. 
<laughs> so a quarter of people in your survey still think that cleaning thoroughly with soap will prevent BV and thrush no. rather than you know cause it so do you think you're going to come up with your own soap so they can have a rub at it as much as they want without mucking up their ph levels do you know what that um you know i think it comes like we want to sell legitimate products that like you know our customers want so we always listen to our customers but ultimately we don't want to sell something that mm. is just to make money or is just there for no reason Sarah, like, don't be polite to her don't, she's trying to be the face of your vagina soap. Don't, don't, just, just say no. Well, I, well, exactly. I don't think that there is a need for that. Sorry, but we are always receivers and we are all ears to what people want next. And yeah, sky's the limit. So you, you're not going to be interested in my thrush brush. Oh, I'm, oh, that, no. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. I have to say with the soap stuff, you know, I feel like we've been conditioned to think that anything that smells down there or, or we have to it has to be clean down there. But what is the definition of clean? And actually from a from a medical perspective, it does disrupt your pH balance. Am I right? Mm-hmm. If you put things like soaps down there. Um, but we've all been conditioned that actually it needs to smell nice and we need to have deodorant and we need to have wipes when actually everybody is every single body is different and mm. you, you don't need to conform to that. And don't get me wrong, I think you would be a great place for, for the beehive. <laughs> like maybe, maybe we could do an April Fool's Day. I'm there. Talk to my agent. How can, how can people um, get in touch with you or you know find out more about you? Um, so they can go to our Instagram, Hanks Official. They can head to hanksofficial.com. Um, also on our Twitter, Hanks underscore official. Um, and our DMs are always... Don't open. say that. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> my <laughs> agent will be DMing you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Hanks, H-A-N-X, by the way. H-A-N-X, Hanks. Okay. Not H-A-N-X. Not, 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 not the Tom. Not Tom. Not Tom. Although that's the same. I'll be sliding into his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> if, you can get, if you can get Tom Hanks front in hand, I will make a song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, BB, have you ever had a poorly pussy? <laughs> god. Um, you know I'm more of a dog woman. Um <laughs> I I've had, I'm sure, the usual ailments, the below the waist ailments that we've all had. I think it's yeah. I think I, I love the idea of this that there's um you don't if you do feel um, embarrassed talking about this kind of sexual health that you you don't have to go to a pharmacy you don't have to go to that, that inconvenience and you can have you know you can do the questionnaire and they work out you know what is specifically up or down yeah. um, or around and then you um, can get the treatment sent to you and I think that's really brilliant and yeah you know all time course that's great but I do think that needs to be hand in hand with um, people being educators to not be embarrassed about it Oh yeah, because I mean that's that's the dream. But you know, in the meantime, it's just nice to know that you don't have to sit in the doctor's with an itchy vag for three hours, isn't it? See, vag. I prefer to say vag than pussy. <laughs> What's your favourite word for your bits? Do you call it little Miranda? Uh, no, no, I call it little BB Lynch. <laughs> oh, my name. 
My name is Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Kay. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols from Metro. Oh, I can't say it. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols from Metro.co.uk. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with a triple X at the end. Why? Why? <sighs> Oh, and also, if you have got a sexy question or a query or there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, um, get in touch, email us at info at sexpod.co.uk. And we will see you next week.